Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Let's Run, the Western Mass Running Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaudet. This podcast is made possible thanks to the resources at East Hampton Media. There was a solid bond between running and charity fundraising. A significant portion of the entry fee for most road races goes to a nonprofit organization. Looking at some of the upcoming events on the Greater Springfield Harriers website, the Celebrate Kate 5K, which just took place in Springfield, raises money for a scholarship fund to raise awareness of domestic violence. In June, the Bay State NICU Family and Friends event raises money for items that benefit the Bay State Children's Hospital Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. In August, there's a 5K in Greenfield to raise money to support the Children's Advocacy Center to end child abuse. The Boston Marathon hosts 41 official charity teams and 2,400 runners will participate on these teams and fundraise. To be part of the Boston Marathon Charity Program, a nonprofit must have a strategic focus of health and fitness and support the local community. I've mentioned Griffin's Friends a number of times on this podcast. The Griffin's Friends Marathon Challenge raises money for the Children's Cancer Fund at Bay State Health Foundation. The mission of Griffin's Friends is to bring moments of joy to courageous kids. A few weeks ago, I had Don Roberts on this podcast, who started the Winter Warmer Pub Run to raise money for Griffin's Friends. Quite often, the motivation to fundraise comes from a family member who has been affected. One of my college friends organizes a group each year in a walk to raise money to fight breast cancer. One of my former co-workers organizes a group each year in a walk to raise money to fight cystic fibrosis. Another former co-worker walks for ALS. My wife, Cindy, and I ran in an event to, for Donate Life America, an organization that supports organ, eye, and tissue donation. And last year, I ran a virtual 10K event for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. My friends and family members helped me raise over $700 to fight Parkinson's disease. The focus of this podcast is the Alzheimer's Association. On the very first Let's Run podcast, I mentioned the Pioneer Valley Women's Running Club. Grace Barone is the co-president of the club, along with her daughter, Marissa. I plan to have Grace and Marissa on a future podcast to talk about their club. Grace is also involved with the Alzheimer's Association, and she made me aware of a couple of events that are taking place later this year to support Alzheimer's research. On Sunday, June 20th, the Longest Day event takes place. On the summer solstice, the longest day of the year, teams will participate in multiple events, including running, in support of Alzheimer's research. Amy Lund is the manager of the Longest Day event for Massachusetts and New Hampshire. One of the team leaders of the Longest Day event is Nicole McGurin. On June 19th, Nicole will run one mile every hour from sunrise to sunset, a total of 16 miles. You can find out more about Nicole's team, The Longest Day of Running, at alz.org backslash The Longest Day. And on Sunday, September 26th, the Pioneer Valley Walk to End Alzheimer's takes place at Holyoke Community College. J.C. Settles is the manager of the walk. Amy, J.C., and Nicole are all guests on this podcast to raise awareness of the Longest Day events in the Pioneer Valley Walk. In addition, Amy talks about Team End ALZ, 
which has a limited number of charity bibs for the Boston Marathon and the Falmouth Road Race. Alzheimer's disease is the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. More than 6 million Americans are living with the disease. My conversations with Amy, JC, and Nicole are mostly about the longest day and Pioneer Valley walk events. But if you want to listen to another local podcast that talks about Alzheimer's disease in more depth, Amy, JC, and Grace Barone are all guests of former Western Mass news anchor Dave Matson on a recent podcast of the Even Better Western Mass podcast. And the audiobook that I'm currently listening to while running is called Keep Sharp by Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN. Sanjay provides a very technical description of the physiology behind Alzheimer's disease. And finally, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker has announced this week that businesses can operate to normal capacity starting on May 29th. This is great news for everyone, and particularly for runners who are looking forward to getting back to in-person races. Stay tuned after my conversations for a rundown of local running events. I'd like to now welcome Amy Lund and J.C. Settles to the podcast. Amy is the manager of the Longest Day event for the state of Massachusetts and New Hampshire. The Longest Day event takes place on, that's right, the longest day of the year, June 20th. The Longest Day is the day with the most light, the summer solstice. On Sunday, June 20th, people from around the world will fight the darkness of Alzheimer's through, through a fundraising activity of their choice. And JC is the manager of the Pioneer Valley Walk to End Alzheimer's, which will take place on Sunday, September 26th at Holyoke Community College. So Amy and JC, welcome to the Let's Run podcast. Thank you very much for having us, Tim. JC, let's start uh, with um, just some little background. Just tell us about the Alzheimer's organization. Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. Um, the Alzheimer's Association is the leading voluntary health organization for Alzheimer's care. Uh, including care, support, and research. Uh, it's our vision to live in a world without Alzheimer's and all other dementia. Uh, essentially, all that we do is to spread awareness and to fight this horrible disease. Um, and it's one of those things that I always like to uh, inform people about the stats and the figures because, yes, this is what we do. We, we help advocate for uh, funds and laws and things of that sort, as well as the care, support, and research. But to have the actual numbers uh, here, I'll briefly mention some of them, which I think really opens the eyes of those who are listening. Uh, currently, uh, right now, there's over 6 million people living with Alzheimer's. 6 million Americans, right? I think it's a bigger number all over the world. Yeah, yeah exactly, correct. Um, and then specifically in Massachusetts, there's over 130,000 that, uh, uh, that are 65 and older that are living with it. So even then that hits home uh, as well. You know, that's obviously local to all of us. Um, and essentially to me, one of the things that kind of uh, stands out to me really is whenever you can say that uh, Alzheimer's kills more than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. So really, I think when you actually hear something like that, because I feel like people have heard of those other uh, diseases, but whenever you can kind of put that in perspective combined, it really it opens the eyes and, right. and perks the ears. Um, and then obviously in the COVID time, 
you know, everybody's been struggling. And it, we, even for the deaths, and uh, we had the 16% increase during the COVID pandemic era in Alzheimer's death. So really it's, yes, the COVID time has hurt all of us and around the world, but even those are uh, impacted. We've seen the rise there. And, and that, I mean, obviously that's the deaths, but who knows, you got the uh, extended issues as far as the isolation that folks have had to live with and things of that sort. It's just been uh, a horrible time, but I think when you think of all of that and put it to perspective, like the way I look at it, somebody, everybody knows someone who has been impacted somehow, some way. It might be your neighbor, it might be you personally, it could be you know, employees, colleagues, things of that sort. Like I feel like with that, those numbers, so to speak, you know, everybody has been impacted in some way and somehow, and that's again for us. Um, really the base is the foundation. We want to spread awareness of our no-cost programs. We want to fundraise to do everything. Uh, and Amy will uh, probably talk further about this, but again, we are try trying to help families that are impacted by this and, and do so to help along the way. So uh, um, a little bit about, that's a little bit about what we do. We can obviously go into further detail, but I think hearing the numbers, so to speak, uh, really, it's something for everybody to really um, yeah, and, gain fresh In addition to the six million Americans that you mentioned, that it affects, um, it, it also affects you know caregivers and, and family members. Uh, I believe um, I, I read a statistic. I think over you know eleven million friends and family members for, uh, who are you know providing support to people with Alzheimer's. That, that's that's correct. That's correct. I mean, it's the impact is really it, the reach is unbelievable how, how much this impacts everyone. And then even then, um, I mean, just specifically, it's like, yes, I'm the, the walk manager, but I'm personally impacted because my mother has dementia and no longer knows me. My dad is a 78 year old caregiver uh, on his own and they're in Florida. I have not seen them since Thanksgiving in 2019. And, you know, for me, you know, yes, I'm on staff, However, every day I'm inspired because now I can relate to those uh, that are going through this situation or worst. And I will tell you, there is nothing more rewarding, at least for me personally, is to be a part of the association that does so much for everyone. Um, for me, I can help everyone out that it's, that's been impacted. And I fell into the category, and this is full disclosure, I hopefully uh, my dad, who is the gatekeeper, he's opening up. Uh, he doesn't hear this too much, or I think he's going with it. <laughs> but uh, the, um, we didn't know anything about the Alzheimer's Association for the longest time. Like we really, I started in September and we did not know about this. And for me to be able to be a part of the solution to learn about all of our offerings. And now I've been able to op open my dad and my family up to what we do. And uh, again, Amy will go further in detail, but yeah, for me personally affected, I'm inspired every day by what everyone, the caregivers, uh, the families are doing every single day. It's unbelievable. But now I want to be able to help those that are maybe in my situation, didn't know. But my dad is now and my family has been now being a part of these programs, these no-cost programs that are really, it's been educational, it's been fun, it's made sure my dad's not alone, which I think that's a lot of the things that uh, you know, comes into play when you're dealing with this, you feel alone, but you're, you're not alone. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a little bit about me, but at the same time about what we do and how proud I am to be working for this association. So you were inspired by others and you're inspiring others as well. So um, you mentioned the no cost program. Can you talk about that a little more or maybe Amy? Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely talk about our um, 
programs and services that we offer. The great thing about the Alzheimer's Association is that we cover a wide variety of areas. Um, so we do put a lot of money into research and trying to make a difference in that area, but we also provide um, free programs and services such as we have like support groups, um, care consultations, virtual education programs, um, and hopefully soon we'll be back in person with some of these programs as well. Um, and then on top of that, I think one of the most um, impressive services that we have is our 24 seven helpline. Um, so that is a helpline that's available 365 days a year. Um, there's always master's level clinicians who are there to help answer any questions you're having, talk to you if you're going through a crisis. Um, you can learn more about programs and services. You can get any general information around like care decisions, legal, financial decisions. Um, so there are we have professional staff that's really able to help with so many areas. Um, and like I said, you'll really you'll get a real life person every single time you call at any time of the day. Um, so if someone needs that number, it's 1-800-272-3900. Um, and I think the other great thing about our 24-7 helpline is it is in 200 different languages. So um, someone should be able to help you. Um, you don't have to just speak English. And we, again, there's just so many different areas that um, they're able to help you in. And I think another program and service that we offer here in Massachusetts is our virtual education programs right now. Um, again, like I said, hopefully in person one day, but we offer programs really for everyone. We offer programs about the 10 warning signs and um, learning about healthy living for your brain and your body. We offer programs for caregivers specifically. Um, we recently uh, started a program around COVID-19 and caregiving. Um, understanding how to respond to dementia-related behavior. Um, we have an educational program on legal and financial planning because we know that is something that everyone has to deal with. Um, and then I think another really unique thing that we are able to offer um, are our early stage meetups. So this is an opportunity for people with mild memory loss to gather, um, obviously once it's safe to. Uh, and they do things at museums, they go grab coffee, um, and just kind of be able to gather together. And um, I think that is something else that is just an awesome free service that we offer. And all of this is covered um, through the fundraising that people do for The Longest Day and for Walk and all of our other fundraising events. Yeah, that's, that's really a great service that the association provides. So is there anything else you want to mention about Alzheimer's organization before we get into The Longest Day? Uh, yeah, so I, I would like to uh, to just kind of highlight uh, some stats and what we as far as what we do as association in, uh, in Western Mass specifically. Uh, we're still uh, uh, compiling 2020 last year's information as far as uh, the stats, but I can tell you in a normal year, for example, in 2019, specifically in Western Massachusetts, uh, we had essentially over 2,100 unique constituents served through our programs or our helpline combined. So a lot of interactions between calling the helpline uh, and our programs. Uh, we had uh, 110 education programs uh, with average attendance of over 12 people. Um, and as uh, Amy just mentioned, as far as our early stage social engagement programs, we had 11 of those meetups, so to speak, um, with an average of over eight people. Um, and then essentially, uh, we had 13 unique, unique support groups. Uh, they had 88 meetings all together. So, so 
that's specifically in Western Mass. So there's a lot of, again, a lot of things that we are doing and it's, it is uh, out where the folks and the listeners are, are right now. So there's a lot of resources for us and there's always something for, for them. So essentially, definitely head, head to our website, you know, alz.org slash M-A-N-H for all that information. But it's something that, um, again, I'm dealing with it personally and it's helped me. Uh, it started out with my dad calling the 24-7 helpline. That's really where it started. So, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, we can right in the longest day. This is all about what we do. Yeah, so let's talk about the, the longest day. Uh, like I said at the outset, uh, it's it's on Sunday, June 20th. Amy, why don't you just uh, give us a little bit of background on it? Yeah, yeah. So the Longest Day is one of our signature fundraising events alongside our walk um, that JC manages. And the Longest Day is a do-it-yourself fundraising event. So um, although it centers around the summer solstice on June 20th, you can really pick any date that works for you. Um, you can pick any activity, invite family and friends to support you. Um, and then we just ask that you raise as much funding and awareness as you can. Um, and activities can really be anything. Um, we have people who hike, who bake, who craft, uh, who run. Um, and we see definitely a little of everything. Um, and I think that's something that's super fun about the longest day is people get to be really creative. Um, they're empowered to do something that honors their loved ones or something that they're passionate about in order to raise money for the um, and in turn, we support coaching you with any brainstorming ideas you need. We provide resources. You get a personalized, customizable website. Um, and we're able to really just help you along the way in whatever way that you want. Um, it started as a pilot program across the country. Um, and since 2012, when it started, the Massachusetts, New Hampshire chapter has been the number one chapter um, in the country for the longest day. So we're excited to see this event continue to grow. Um, and I think, like I said, running is a great activity for the longest day. We have one team, um, they call themselves the longest day run challenge and they are running one mile um, every hour for 16 hours um, on Saturday, June 19th. So uh, she is actually our director of programs and services here. And she is inviting her friends and family to run with her, whether that's they're also going to run 16 miles that day, or if they just want to join her for a mile, one hour. Um, but it, it's a way that she is getting her running community involved. So I definitely love to see that. Um, I contacted Nicole McGurin, who is the team leader of the longest day of running event that Amy just described. Here's my conversation with Nicole. I'd like to welcome Nicole McGurin to the podcast. Nicole is the Director of Programs and Services for the Massachusetts and New Hampshire Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association and is the team leader for the Longest Day of Running. Hi, Nicole. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks, Tim. I'm happy to be on the podcast today. Great. So tell us about the Longest Day of Running. Uh, so the Longest Day of Running is a fundraising and public awareness event for the Alzheimer's Association. Um, uh, a team of runners, including me, and um, so far five of my running friends are going to be running one mile every hour from sunrise to sunset on June 19th um, in honor of families who are uh, fighting against Alzheimer's disease. So that will be a total of 16 miles for the day. Wow. So where will you be running? 
Um, we will be running in Holden, Massachusetts. Um, we will uh, mostly uh, be running, I'll actually be running in my neighborhood. Um, I won't be exactly the same route every mile, uh, but it's about the same route each mile. And um, some of my friends who are running with me will be coming, you know, to run together, but some of us might need to run our miles uh, closer to their own houses just because it can be a busy day. <laughs> um, but we are all going, we're all going to get together to run the sunset mile together um, at 827. Awesome. So, uh, so what will you be doing during the remainder of each hour after you run your mile? <laughs> um, I, well, I'm sure I'll be uh, uh, fueling and uh, figuring out how I'm going to do my eating. I've heard from others who have done these kinds of challenges that I'm going to need to change clothes frequently, depending on how hot it is on June 19th. Um, so I think I will uh, mostly be... Um, uh, re resting up for the next mile, and we are going to have a, a celebration at the end of the um, at the end of the day with all the team gathering outside. So I'm sure I'll be preparing for that. That'll keep me busy. <laughs> right. So have you ever done anything like this before? Um, I've done a lot of distance challenges, um, and during the pandemic, I have been uh, making up some challenges for uh, myself <laughs> to keep myself motivated when there haven't been any road races. Um, but I have not done um, I've not done a, a day long type event where I'm stopping and going all day long. So this will be a first for me to run 16 miles in that way. <laughs> Are you a member of any running clubs in Central Mass? Yeah, I'm a member of uh, an official running club, uh, the Central Mass Striders. Um, and I'm also a member of an unofficial uh, running club that we call the Holden Running Moms. Um, and we've been running together as a group uh, for about 11 years now. So how has the pandemic affected your running? I, I know there's like you said, there's been no events or races. Uh, I've actually, I think, run um, maybe not more than ever during the pandemic, but as much as ever. Um, it, it's, um, it's definitely been a way to keep my sanity during this pandemic and a good way to, um, be able to kind of break out of the isolation of, <laughs> of, uh, being in my house, but I've done some virtual challenges last year. I did the, uh, uh, great virtual race across, uh, Tennessee with a friend. So we, now I, we ran about uh, a thousand miles over the summer, um, to, uh, complete that challenge. And then I did, um, I was supposed to be running the Boston Marathon uh, in April of 2020, so that was uh, canceled twice. So I also uh, spent my time trained for the virtual Boston Marathon in September. So that's been keeping me busy with my running. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I know during the pandemic, uh, uh, there's been a lot of new runners, uh, people who are, I think, found themselves cooped up in their homes and, and looking for new activity. Yes. <laughs> but so you mentioned the Boston Marathon. Any memories that you'd like to share from those events? Sure. I actually run it three times and then I ran half of it um, a couple of years ago as a guide for someone who had memory impairments. Um, I ran the second half um, and then I did the virtual one this past year. So I think um, I have to say my fondest memories of Boston are training for the Boston Marathon, probably not actually running race day. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
it's uh, it's I've every time I've run it, I run it as part of the run to end Alzheimer's team. And it's really been great to be training with a large group of people with both the goal of finishing the marathon, but also uh, raising funds for um, Alzheimer's disease. It's an exciting event. Um, it's it's um, it's a great opportunity. You don't get a lot of opportunities to run marathons that are point to point. Um, and I just, it, it's overwhelming the idea of starting in a small town like Hopkinton and ending up in front of the Boston Public Library. It's, it's just, uh, it's always uh, an incredible feeling to uh, uh, make a left onto Boylston. Oh, for sure. I, I ran it in 2015. <laughs> it was a cool rainy day, which was for me, perfect running weather. <laughs> I'm hoping, uh, I, I just recently found out that I got a number through my running club for, for October to run the Boston Marathon, and I'm hoping that I get a good day since it's going to be in October instead of April. I've always gotten a hot day. <laughs> I'm running, by the way, this October as well, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you with hoping for good weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're training then, how many miles a week do you generally run? Uh, well, it depends what I'm training. I would say in a, you know, when I'm not training, I run probably 25 to 30 miles a week. Um, you know, and if I'm training for a marathon, I probably get up to 45 miles or so a week. Um, I'm, uh, I'm definitely, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a fast runner, so I'm not looking for breaking any kind of time. So I, I, I'm not one of those runners who's, who's uh, logging in, you know, I don't know, 60 plus mile weeks, <laughs> um, even when I'm training for a marathon. Yeah. That's, I, I'd say, say that's similar to my running actually yeah, well, tw <laughs> 25 miles a week. You know, if I, a goal for me is about a hundred miles a month and if I'm training for a marathon, I'd, a little more than that. So um, have you run other marathons besides Boston? Yeah, I've run uh, several other marathons. Um, I've run the Philadelphia Marathon, um, Bay State Marathon, um, the Mohawk uh, River Marathon, and then I've run um, um, the Stone Cat Trail Marathon twice. So trail marathons, do, do, you, um, do you prefer trail running to on-road running? Uh, I do prefer trail running to uh, road running. Um, as I get to be an older runner, <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's been, despite the fact that I do fall on the trails, I, it's still easier. Uh, it's it definitely, I find it easier on the body. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely, it's more of a whole body workout, I think, than running on the, running on the, uh, on the roads. Um, and, and it's nice to, I, it's, it's great to, to run away from cars. Not that it's that bad in Holden, but still, um, you know, it's, it's, I like, I'd rather be in the woods. <laughs> sure. As I've been doing these podcasts, I found a lot of people I talk with uh, prefer trail running. So yeah, it's very popular. So um, let's talk about the um, programs and services that the Alzheimer's Association provides. Sure. So uh, the Alzheimer's Association provides um, a, a wide variety of uh, programs and services for families um, who are caring for someone with Alzheimer's, people living with Alzheimer's, and really anyone who wants to know more. Um, and all of the programs we offer are offered at no cost to families. Um, and uh, the, at the heart of it really is our 24-7 helpline, which gives people access to expert advice anytime, day or night, um, with anything from simple questions about maybe asking, you know, what is Alzheimer's or what's the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia to helping families through, you know, making decisions about whether to it's time to place a loved one in a nursing home um, and everything in between. Uh, we also offer 
um, support groups for caregivers and people with Alzheimer's, education programs, um, social opportunities, um, as well as um, we do meetings locally with families right now by video conference and telephone. But when, uh, when things are safe, we also meet with people in our offices as well. So, so Nicole, what's the number for the 24-7 helpline? It's uh, 800-272-3900. Um, and you can also access it on our website, alz.org. There's even a live chat function if people prefer to get advice that way. Yeah, that's a, you provide very important services. Um, so how can people get involved with the longest day of running? Sure. So if, if, if anyone is interested in actually joining my team, uh, we have more space available and people could can, uh, you, you can do this challenge wherever they are. Um, and I'll say the website, but maybe you can link it in the notes too, because uh, it's a little bit long. Um, it's uh, act.alz.org backslash go to backslash run challenge. Um, and you can join the team or, or donate. Um, and if people want to invent their own running challenge, um, they can um, they can go to alz.org backslash the longest day. Um, and you can also uh, create your own running challenge as well. Right. And, and you could also search on um, running events in Massachusetts, for example. That's how I found you. Um, and and uh, your, your team, will sh- the longest day of running will, will show up. Uh, Great. That's great. So, um, so thanks so much for joining me on the Let's Run podcast and good luck with the longest day of running. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we, this weekend came up with the idea to add a little something to it and we're going to encourage our neighbors to uh, purple up their lawns and everything so that we have a, a nice purple course with lots of uh, hashtag end Alzheimer's out there. So I think it's going to be a great way to run, raise awareness and raise some funds as well. That's great. Yeah, good luck with that. Thank you so much. And now, back to my conversation with JC and Amy. Anything else you want to say about the longest day before we move on to the walk? Um, no, I think we can definitely uh, have JC take it away. The walk, uh, the Pioneer Valley Walk and the walk in general is uh, the largest fundraiser and awareness campaign for the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, the one thing I'd like to highlight that it is volunteer led and uh, essentially I'm, I'm the staff partner. So we're talking about those who are impacted, those who just want to volunteer uh, to be a part of. This is um, essentially a community event uh, that really puts this on. Uh, and again, yes, it is fundraising. Yes, it is awareness. And it's again, like the longest day, the walk is here to do something, do fundraising to help provide all of our programs that are no cost and services. So essentially, I'd like to hit the nail on the head on that. Again, why we fundraise is to do no cost programs. Um, the Pioneer Valley Walk to End Alzheimer's will be on September 26th, as you just mentioned, Tim. Um, it, it will be in person. Um, and it, uh, However, the health and safety of our walkers, our staff, anybody that's involved is paramount. It's their first priority. So we will have a, a walk is everywhere uh, option, meaning that if you still want to participate, you can do it at home, you can do it in your neighborhood, you can take a run, you know, you can do all these things to still support it in your own comfort level uh, considering the pandemic time. So uh, we are hoping to go to Holyoke Community College 
on September 26th. That's where we we're hoping to go. Um, but regardless, it will be in person and have the option uh, to walk everywhere. I believe uh, it's a three mile walk. Is that right? Uh, correct. At a, a three mile walk, we will have an option uh, that's essentially 1.5 miles uh, for those who want to walk a shorter thing. It, it's open to everyone, really bring your kids, bring you know your friends, families. This is Again, a community event open to all, uh, completely free to, to have a team, to sign up for a team. You can show up on site to be a part of it. Uh, it really is a, a festive event and uh, just more of a the camaraderie around it is absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, open to everyone three miles um, for the, the actual walk then with a shorter option for uh, those who uh, feel more comfortable doing I that. I believe in the past you've had, you've had this event at Stanley Park in Westfield. Correct. It's been at Stanley Park and then the Holyoke Community College. Uh, essentially, uh, as things get the, the participation gets bigger, we're just trying to find uh, sites that are uh, neat for all of us. Um, it's, you know, we're certainly appreciative of Stanley Park and their efforts. Uh, they were able to hold our Promise Garden last year because obviously the walk was uh, virtual. Uh, walk is everywhere, as I just mentioned. However, we were able to have our Promise Garden uh, there. Uh, where we can still celebrate as a drive-by promise garden where everyone who holds a flower um, color, they could at least, uh, we could put th those out there to honor their loved ones. Um, so it, it, their support continuously is, is certainly appreciated. And then obviously uh, 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 the Holyoke Community College has been uh, a host for a while too. So certainly uh, appreciate their efforts, but uh, hopefully uh, all things considered, we'll be back at Holyoke Community College on September 26th. And again, open to community and all of those who want to take part, there'll be uh, festive uh, things for everyone and families to be, take part of. Yeah, before the pandemic last year, in prior years, you've had a huge turnout as well, right? I mean, I you had over a thousand people uh, participate. Correct. We have always had thousands, thousands of people uh, come out. So, which is one of those things is, I think, uh, as I alluded to earlier, the camaraderie uh, of the event. It's it's very symbolic. You know, it's one of those things that's everybody that represents that you're not alone. I mean, a lot of times, if you're the caregiver, you're the family, you feel like you're on an island. But when you come to that event. And you see all these th thousands of folks that are going through the same thing or the whatever it may be, the, the ability to relate uh, really captivates us. I mean, you see all kinds of emotions between happy and tears crying out. I mean, it's just one of those things that's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. So I would encourage everyone, you know, if you've been impacted or even if you just want to support, even if, even if you don't know anyone, just come on out. Um, you can register a team for free uh, online. Again, you just head to alz.org. Uh, slash M-A-N-H. Uh, you can find all of our uh, information there. But again, just, you can be a volunteer. You can be a walker. You can, there's many things you can do to um, be involved. But yes, thousands of people. It's a phenomenal event to, to be, take part. And um, now I'd like to talk about Team End Alls. Um, Amy, I think you have some information on that. Yeah, yeah. So our Team End Alls is our running program um, within the Massachusetts and New Hampshire chapter. Um, so that is a program managed by Marissa Bresnahan um, and people can find more information at runalz.org. Um, but we have different like marathons that we are charity partners with. So we have Boston Marathon bibs 
Um, we have a wait list for 2022 out. Um, so people can go to that website and sign up if they are interested in the Boston Marathon. Um, but for 2021. Well, the 2021 bibs are, are spoken for. Yeah, the 2021 bibs, um, our charity bibs are spoken for this year. If you are a qualified runner um, and are interested in um, fundraising on behalf of the Alzheimer's Association, you can definitely check out our website and contact Marissa for more information on that too. And then you also have bibs for the Falmouth Road yeah, Race? Yeah, in 2021, we have bibs for Falmouth this year. Um, those are still open. We still have um, plenty left. And there is an application at the runalz.org website. Um, and right now, we're still kind of waiting on Falmouth to decide what they're kind of doing for the race this year. But we'll have plenty of different options. And when you sign up to run for Team Adals, you'll receive like fundraising coaching. Um, we have a coach that trains runners and uh, we have different incentives um, for the runners and how much you're able to fundraise. And this program's super awesome. Um, our runners raise over half a million each year, pretty much. Um, and so that is a great way to um, fundraise for the association. And I think another awesome piece that we have is the Run Your Own Race program. So if you have a bib to another race and you're looking to fundraise for a charity, um, we provide you with a singlet. We provide you with all of the coaching tools and incentives, like I said before. Um, and you can get all of that coaching advice from us as well. Awesome. I went to the website and um, I also found a ride to end Alzheimer's. Uh, are you put involved with that at yeah, all? Yeah, the ride to end Alzheimer's uh, is a different event that the Alzheimer's Association Mass New Hampshire chapter hosts. Um, so that is our cycling event. Typically it takes place up, um, on the seacoast of New Hampshire this year, they're having a virtual ride. So riding anywhere, um, throughout the month of June and the ride is definitely really interesting because it's a research restricted event. So 90% of all funds raised go directly to research. Um, and they have typically a 30, 60 and hundred mile route that you could ride. So if you're an avid cyclist, there's something for you. If you're more like me and ride a couple times a year, um, we have some smaller routes for you to take as well. Um, and like I said, this year it is going to be virtual um, and having people ride everywhere, but it is definitely a super fun event to get involved. Um, and that can be, more information can be found um, and you can contact the ride manager, Anna at ridetoendalzheimers.org. Awesome. Uh, so I'd like to, Thank um, Amy and JC for joining me on, on the podcast. I, I, is, is there anything else that uh, we, we wanted to cover before we close up? Um, the only thing I would probably say is just, uh, again, just uh, anybody for the walk, if you want to be on the, the walk committee to volunteer your time, there's always a, a spot uh, and flexible with your schedule, whether it's making a couple of phone calls or 30 minutes, anything you want to be involved with, you can feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my phone number is 617-393-2152 or my email is j-a-s-e-t-t-l-e-s at alz.org. So feel free to shoot me an email or give me a call. There's always an easy way to be involved and you know, just sign up. It's invite everybody to you know, invite family, friends, neighbors, whomever it may be to uh, be a part of walk. Okay, so uh, one last thing I have to ask you, JC, uh, when we spoke earlier, you talked about your running. Uh, you, how's it coming along? I, I'm still kind of stuck at the mile and a half. Mile and a half. Uh, so I, I need to just, uh, on my list is to get the Bluetooth uh, speakers for, uh, so I can actually run and listen to something. So 
still building up, but I'm actually, you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, there, hey, there we go. There we go. Uh, so no, it's, it's coming along. It's just a matter of, uh, as we mentioned, Tim, just trying to get past that mental stage, I think is like, okay, well, I always kind of hit that wall mile and a half, but you know, in my younger days, I, I could literally three and a half miles or something. It's no big, you know, it's no big deal, but you know, as father time, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're always young. We're always young in our mind. Physically, is a little different now. I'm trying to catch up. So either way, uh, thank you very much. Well, someone once told me old old is ten years older than what you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, there's an app actually you could use for running uh, Couch the 5K. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. No, yeah, I'll look into that. So yeah, so it starts out, uh, you know, it's for beginner runners. You, you start out a combination of walking and running, and in, in, in the app progresses you through uh, more running and less walking and, until eventually you get to the point where you're running the entire, you know, 5k. So that's something to consider. I will look at. I definitely wanted to do that. I mean, I think it's one of those things that during the pandemic is, you know, is either you're going to either get out and do something you're not. And I've tried to get my exercising back up. And that's why I'm honestly, I, after two years of really not doing anything and I got to a mile and a half, I'm pretty much proud of myself because at least where I'm running, there's a lot of hills and so it's not like I'm running around a track, but that being said, something about that mile and a half. So I'll take you up on that offer for that, uh, that app and look into that. It's, I would like to get back to, I want to get that at 5k. I want to be able to much like anyone else. Like we talk about walk being a part of something that, you know, if you do participate in 5k, you know, the camaraderie, seeing everybody together, I think that, that the social aspect of it and the emotional aspects, if you're going to run for a reason and shoot, it's just healthy to get out and do it. And, um, and for some reason, I've always tagged the line. It's like, I, I think I said something that's a lot of times when I'm trying to run is like, it's four time, but I always say it's four time to extend time, because obviously if you're doing this for a healthy reason, yeah, yeah you might be racing, but it, it, at the overall goal, at least for me is to extend time to stay healthy and, you know, Hey, if you can make it fun too, why not? So I get, maybe next time you see me, I'll, I'll be up to that at least three miles or hear me, I should say on the podcast, uh, I, you know, when you ask a question, I'm, I'm more than a mile and a half, but, uh, yeah, I, I got, I got a pretty good start. I think generally speaking from, from going from scratch, it just takes a little bit of time to build up. Oh yeah. Well, it sounds like you're progressing along. So uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Well, thanks again. And um, uh, Thank you. good luck with the uh, longest day event and, and uh, with, with the Alzheimer's walk, um, you know, again, and, you know, anyone who wants to participate, you know, you can, you can either, you know, you can donate, you can, you know, um, form a team or, or join an existing team. So uh, Any, uh, anything is good. I mean, they, literally they, you can, I, I always say anything is good. If you want to support the walk, whatever, it could be literally, hey, I just want to spread the awareness on social media. Hey, I want to post a flyer somewhere. It, it, it could be talking to a neighbor. There's many ways that could really just help. You know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to spread the awareness of what we can provide families and and awareness in general so really anything is good it's uh spreading spreading news great great okay great work that you guys are doing thank you thank you thank you tim as i said in the introduction massachusetts governor charlie baker announced that all remaining covid restrictions are being lifted as of may 29th i anticipate that the time trials that have been organized by the local running clubs will soon revert back to the normal format once the running clubs obtain approval from their local boards of health. However, I am recording this segment on May 18th, and a quick check of the local running club websites 
indicates that they are still hosting time trials. So keep looking at their websites for the latest information. On Monday evenings at Stanley Park in Westfield, the Empire One Running Club hosts a three-mile cross-country run. On Tuesday evenings, the Sugarloaf Mountain Athletic Club hosts a 5K cross-country run that starts on Burt's Pitts Road in Northampton. On Wednesday evenings, the Greatest Springfield Harriers host their Summer Sizzler events at Forest Park in Springfield. The, the run on Wednesday, May 19th, will be on the 8K on-road route. And on Thursday evenings, the Empire One Running Club hosts runs at Ashley Reservoir in Holyoke. Because May 20th is the third Thursday of the month, I believe this is an 8K route instead of the usual 5K. And the Elks is open for pre- and post-race activities. Since it takes time to organize a race, I don't expect that all races will suddenly reappear. Some summer running events have already been canceled or will be taking place as virtual-only events. But there are definitely signs of life on the in-person racing landscape. The Celebrate Kate 5K took place in Springfield last Sunday and had 73 finishers. Wednesday, June 2nd, is Global Running Day. Fleet Feet in Longmeadow is hosting an in-person fun run at 6.30 p.m. The event is called Big Run. The Bay State NICU Family and Friends 5K and 10K Run and One Mile Walk that I mentioned on last week's podcast is indeed an in-person event that will take place at Minichog High School in Wilbraham on Saturday, June 12th. Jesse's 5K Run and Two Mile Walk is an in-person event scheduled for Sunday, June 27th at Nathan Bills in Springfield. This event raises funds for the Bay State Health Foundation and the DeMoor Center for Cancer Care at Bay State Medical Center. If you were thinking about running in the Hartford Marathon on October 9th, unfortunately, it is already sold out as the field size has been reduced as compared with previous years. However, there is still time to register for other distances in Hartford, including a 5K and a two-person half-marathon relay. Also, the HMF Yukon Health Half Marathon 10K and 5K, formerly known as the Iron Horse, will take place in Simsbury on Saturday, June 5th. There's still time to register for this event. The New York Roadrunners announced this week that the New York City Marathon will indeed take place in November with 33,000 runners instead of the usual 55,000. If you want to run a, a marathon or a half marathon this week, be at Stanley Park this Thursday, May 20th at 6 a.m. for the Old Colony Marathon. To find local running events, you can look at the Greater Springfield Harriers website or Running in the USA. Thank you for listening to the Let's Run Western Mass Running Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with your friends. And as always, happy running! Happy running!